Hey, it's Luke. Uh, Felix and myself have taken the Myers-Briggs test. Felix obviously wanted to check if he's still an introvert, and I want to understand more about what motivates me. The results highlighted perceived strengths and weaknesses and how we can leverage and develop both. We also cover off the challenges of going on annual leave or PTO and how to set yourself up for success in your return. Welcome to the Unnamed Sales Podcast, or USP, and our USP is not to sell you anything. We're just two friends at different stages of our sales careers, having a chat about what we're seeing week to week. I'm Luke, and I'm an SDR in training. And I'm Felix, part of the Sales Enablement or Revenue Enablement family, here to support, help, and guide our friend Luke here on his journey to (laughs) AE. Sound like some kind of... Yoda. Um, what's been going on this week, Felix? How have you been? Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, mate, hasn't it? Um, yeah, I've been I've been all over the place. I've been I've been up your neck of the woods. I've been North America traveling for work. Um, and then back here in Europe, a uh, bit of bit of PTO, bit of holidays. So yeah, a couple of weeks off. What about yourself? Automatically, when you say your neck of the woods, I think Donegal, but my neck of the woods, <laughs> I guess, is now <laughs> North America. <laughs> Same as you, I wasn't traveling for work or anything. Um but yeah, it took um took a long weekend, hopped over to Hawaii for four nights. So it was a <laughs> absolute paradise. But yeah, similar. Just needed a bit of a break. Vancouver gets um like a nine month winter. So it's like we'll go skiing during the winter. But and then we're promised it's a great summer. <clears throat> it just rained a lot of June. So decided to take ourselves on a weekend away. Um yeah, it'd been fun. My goodness, Hawaii is certainly not your neck of the woods. <laughs> nah, Hawaii is one hundred percent not my neck of the woods. It's like twenty hours or something from Ireland. So I said, right, when it's six hours away, we need to scoot over for a, for a bit of a long weekend. Um, it's funny. Uh, I I kind of I was chatting to my manager um, not too long ago about like not too long ago today, a couple of hours ago about um, kind of going on annual leave and. That kind of getting ready to go and returning because I returned last Tuesday and then had four days last week and had four days the week leading up. So it was like five day weekend of four and quotas don't change if you take days off. <clears throat> so it's like talking about how <clears throat> managed to prepare really well to leave. Um, and then maybe wasn't as up and running when I did come back into the, to the fold uh, after the weekend off. Um, You've always been doing sales a little bit longer than myself. So like, how do you normally manage that kind of break in, there's no quota relief for taking a week off or maybe something's come up and you have to take a few days off. Like how do you manage your quota or your expectations around that? Yeah, I mean, Luke, we'll, we'll probably go down the go down memory lane here. We'll, you'll remember when I flew out to, to meet you and the guys in, in Thailand and I was uh, I was still a sales guy there and uh, we had a celebration one night on the beach as I had closed the deal that day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. maybe I'm not the best person to talk about uh, separating myself from the office. 
But um, no, I've certainly learned over over the years to uh, to go take the annual leave, take the PTO. It's really important. Switch off. Go enjoy your holiday. Um, no one's that important. You're not. You're not the CEO. You're not moving the share price when you're away. So you kind of gotta you gotta take your time to recharge. And look, you come back better to the company for it. Um, mm. But look, I've I've been keen before I go chatting about my experience. Keen to to understand. You know, what did you do before you went away on on PTO? How did you How did you set yourself up to 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 get away? Um, the mindset, right? So it wasn't about hitting an extra amount of calls or hitting an extra amount of meetings in my mind. That was kind of the result of what I was doing. But my mindset from the Monday before I went away was if I can manage to put everything in, to the sports analogy again, leave everything on the pitch or the field. And on Thursday, whenever I'm checking out, if I've done everything to make sure I'm prepared, all the demos I can book are in, my next week is kind of set up, I'm going to be more relaxed going on leave when we're having that drink, me and my girlfriend, Laura, when we're sitting in the hotel having a drink or when we're flying into Hawaii, I don't want my mind, oh, I wish I had a, oh, I didn't do this. or You know that that feeling of, oh, if only I had of. And it seems ridiculous to be, but I have regularly thought that if I'm like driving on the vacation or getting a, getting a plane somewhere, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to have a nightmare when I come back here trying to like hit my quota in a shorter <laughs> amount of time. And yeah. So it's that mindset of, hey, if I make sure I'm prepared, it's going to be class and I'm going to have a really good weekend away. So I did that really well, right? <laughs> Got to Hawaii, <laughs> grass skirt on, <laughs> coconut drink in hand. So I'm guessing the next question would be the return. Yeah. Which was <laughs> yesterday. Um, and it was... No, it was yesterday. Sorry, it was last Tuesday. Um, so last Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were fine. Like I, I actually worked quite well and I had enough done the week before. But because I just returned from leave, I was a little bit tired, more tired in the evenings. I wasn't as kind of dialed into making sure I was doing that extra little 45 minutes or, or whatever, preparing for the next day. Maybe I was still in holiday mode. My mind was a little bit thinking back of the turtles swimming around the beaches. <laughs> So this week, I've noticed a difference. Today, yesterday was Monday, today's Tuesday. So I've noticed that it's taken a week for that effect to set in. And I'm like, oh, crap. That's a result of me maybe not being as dialed in last week, which I'd gotten really good at before I went away. Between talks with myself and yourself, talks with managers, met, like that that kind of structure, had gotten, I've gotten really dialed in on it, which is, I was really happy with it. Um, but then, yeah, returning from annual leave, I was a little bit, I don't know, swayed, uh, still wavy. Um, so it's, it's, it is interesting because I got 50% of the work done. <laughs> got, I was so focused on getting myself there that um, maybe I wasn't as kind of dialed in when I came back. But yeah, so how, flip it over to your side, maybe hit the tennis, squash ball or the tennis ball over to your side of the court. Um, that's how I structured it. Didn't go 100%, went 50% of the way. I'm doing quite well for the month because of preparing beforehand. Have a little bit of a laggy couple of days. I'll try and firefight that this week. Um, in retrospect, what would you have done? Uh, I've, I've learned, um, and look, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just a bit too serious sometimes, but I've learned to always give myself a one-day buffer. And look, I've also been lucky that I've worked in companies that have been relatively flexible with either the amount of PTO you can take or 
you know, the days in which you really have to be in the office or not uh, pre-COVID and stuff. So I've always been quite flexible to kind of strategically come back at least a day or so, kind of give myself that day to readjust, kind of get into the email, get through all of that, give myself that one day when I come back to really prioritize and plan again so that the second day, which is my official first day back, I'm kind of hitting the ground running. That's something I learned to do because literally, you know, you'd you'd go away on PTO, you'd have a great holiday, you're away with the lads or you're away with your missus and you've had a fantastic time. Uh, You've seen the world, you've had a few beers, you're coming back, you're relaxed. And then you land and you open that computer and all of a sudden you work for the fire department because there's just fires everywhere. And you're like, oh my God. It's the worst thing in the yeah. world. So I used to hate coming back to that. So that's why I built in that one day buffer. Yeah. Um, that's a that's so <laughs> funny you would say that. So my flight landed at like 6 30, 7 a.m. It was a red eye coming in. And I was back <laughs> in my apartment at five to eight and I opened my laptop at 8 a.m. and I started working. So yeah, if there was ever a time to take that extra day off, <laughs> it probably was that. And it if I would have been better for it, if I maybe took the Tuesday off and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I just was focused on getting that week's work done in three days. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds so simple when you repeat it back to me, Felix. <laughs> so in future, maybe take an extra day. Uh, annual leave isn't an issue here, so I should definitely have taken the extra little day off or half day and get myself up and running. Yeah. Um, look, look, I, 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 lo- I love to take the piss out of you, Luke, but let, let's, uh, let's put our serious hat on for a second and look, you kind of have to go easy on yourself as well here, mate, because look, like we were saying the last time we, we did one of these, you know, sometimes the week doesn't go so well for you and you kind of, you call half time on the Wednesday or the Tuesday afternoon and you then come back into that second half of the week. It sounds like everything went to plan for you. You were dialed in, as you said, going on annual leave, going on PTO, and you, you you literally monstered out the first half because you knew the prize at the end was to, to get away to Hawaii. But then you went to Hawaii. I mean, probably, I haven't been, but probably one of the most chilled out places you can go, right? So to be, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so to be coming straight back in off the flight from super chill world to email land, phone calls, targets, in the quarter. I mean, you haven't made it easy on yourself. So go easy on your mental health there, boy. I've done an AC Milan versus Liverpool in the Champions League final. (laughs) (laughs) I've just tore into a 4-0 lead and uh, thrown it away in penalties. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not quite as severe. (laughs) Not quite as severe. But you you said there, the halfway point, that's... um, these two are very related because even the week before I went on leave, I had like a, a really good Monday, Tuesday, and like I roared into a bit of a, a bit of a jump start. And then what I do find um, whenever I do have a really successful Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, um, is I like I'm like giving myself that pat on the back a little bit sometimes. Like, oh, well done, Luke well done <laughs> you've like you've done really well here oh yeah and i'm still working but i'm not there's hard to get back into that not into sixth gear again but trying to get into the third and fourth and like steadily stay there uh it's like that satisfaction of achievement 
can sometimes limit my performance in the tail end of a week, tail end of a month, tail end of a quarter. To go, I have already been very successful. I'm like reflecting and looking at a note. Whereas if I am well behind, I am like up and running. I'm like, right, what are we going to do here to fix this? If I'm close to getting there, I'm going to overexceed. But if I've exceed, if I've achieved early, sometimes it's a little bit difficult for me to pull myself up and say, let's let's start pushing forward for the overachievement here. Um, and that's that 50% mark. I mentally made a note of it. I haven't like put the calendar invited in, like I said last week. But it's the Monday, Tuesday, half day. If it's gone badly, that's back half of the week because it's very easy for me to go, right, need to focus here and get this done. The Monday, Tuesday, half day, Wednesday goes really well. It's much more difficult for me to continue and ignore what I've just done in the first half of the week. And I push forward and overachieve. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to get that extra 10, 15% above 100%. Um, which maybe like you've overachieved at times in your career. Like, how do you go from that? Hey, I'm hitting quotas. I'm at hundred percent here. How do I then push? How am I pushing past and breaking through that ceiling? Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the Usain Bolt in us, isn't it? It's this idea that, you know, you're doing well and you're ahead of the pack. You're hitting your target and you're doing everything you need to do to be successful. But it's, how do you, how do you, channel your inner bolt and compete against yourself to go further, you know, break that world record, that personal best, that Olympic record, you know, he's not racing anyone else at those last two, three seconds. He's racing himself for those last seconds of the hundred meters. Um, and that's what we got to do, right? We've already hit target. We're already, you know, we're already ahead of where everyone else is, even though we're kind of always competing against ourselves, but we got to break through that mental barrier of actually, Hundred percent is great, but one hundred and fifteen, yeah, it's more money in the pocket. But it just shows that I'm ready for that next step, you know. And that's really where you want to be pushing as you go on this journey now um, towards AE, because you don't want to be a consistent performer, valuable to the team. But that's it. You want to be consistent overperformer. We got to get this guy into a more challenging role because he's going to excel there too. And that's, that's the, the mindset shift that needs to happen for those people to go from being the good individual contributors to being, you know, those in the, in the shop window for promotion. Right. Yeah. So that, that's very helpful to me um, to understand that mindset from yourself. Um, and they put it into an effort and kind of time because that's what I'm thinking now. I'm obviously, you've got your 40 hour a week, 37 and a half to 42, whatever it is. Um, you don't want to have to work an 80 hour a week, working 10 yeah. hours of the weekend to get there. But realistically, it's not really possible to overachieve in a 40 hour week. And for, for me, right? I'm just talking about for me now. Like, what, what did you, what extras did you put in whenever you were looking for promotions when you're pushing forward to go to that next level? And where did you put them in? Yeah. So the, the SDR, well, if we took, think back to that, they're my, really my early days. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're, targeted, you're targeted on opportunities identified and qualified or handed over, you know, going, being basically sales accepted opportunities. Um, and, and there's only, there's only a so high or so far you can kind of go with that. Um, in terms of the extras there, some of the stuff we talked about already, the things you were already doing around some of the things you're already doing around 
spending time with the people who can make you better can give you the skills and the education you need to make that next step. They were they were some of the best extras I ever did, shadowing guys who are in the job I want. So whether it's sitting in and listening to calls they were on, because no matter how busy I was during the week, I could always jump on one or two calls with the senior guys. Uh, and I did, you know, even if it's something way beyond what I was doing. So I was finding opportunities and trying to build rapport and, you know, get them the key message of the company across. These guys were negotiating contracts for big money. And I was nowhere near that, but I was super interested because I said, I'm not there now, but I'm going to be there in, you know, a year, a year and a half. Yeah. It's, it's good to have that focus as well from what you've said of, um, them people that have around me, the mentor, the manager, the champion, and the sponsor. Um, obviously, this is the very start of me even labeling them people. So it, just a call back to the last episode, hey, listen, we need to start like really focusing on these things and having these people and dialing in around you. And I've already told my manager that he is my manager and my coach. I had a meeting with him earlier. I was like, oh, hey, this is what you are to me. Just letting you know going forward. That's what I expect that. So it, it, it's good to have that clarity in my head. And then... On top of that, I do listen to demos of AEs, but it's it is a like it's sporadic. It's like oh, yeah. I feel like listening to this. Or always, oh, I, I set up a meeting. I'm going to listen back to check how that went to see if it's gone successful, rather than hey, I have a scheduled time on a weekly basis or a daily basis where I'm listening to one demo a week. I'm listening to one two demos from two different AEs. I'm listening to a demo from a mid market and an enterprise and an emerging. AE. So yeah, that's um we have the software, we have it, have it available to me. I'm just not utilizing that because there's so many things are available to you. Sometimes you yeah. don't dial in. So yeah, that's that's two things that maybe I will I don't want to focus on too much of the time, but that's two things that I might focus a little bit more on um in the coming weeks of because I really do want to push up there and there's so many areas that I can improve on because I'm very early in this company. You just don't know what to focus on specifically right now. So yeah. yeah, if I ask ask them people, maybe that you're my mentor. You've told me these two things, and just ask my manager, my coach, and my sponsor to. Yeah, I mean, there's one, there's one skill, or there's one thing that every sales role needs to be able to do, whether you're an SDR, an AE, or an AM, and because you're either positioning the company, positioning the product, or positioning the cross sell or renewal. And the thing is that you need to be able to do is you need to be able to share that company narrative or that company story, who you are, why you exist, and what's your roadmap? Where are you going with your products? Or what, what is your vision for supporting your customers? Uh, that's key. And there's a lot of salespeople who think, well, I know that. I know my generic pitch. But look, strategy changes year on year. Direction changes you know, over the years. Being, being key on that and really being able to articulate that story uh, and sell that story almost in every conversation you have is, is powerful. It really is. Because if you buy into that, it's going to resonate with your customers as long as you can translate it into their terms. Their terms. Yeah, that's something, again, again, this is like, Things that are you don't know that are happening inside my company, but they are like we do have these like regular updates on company strategy. There is a framework there. We we do get it provided to us. Do I read it? No. 
do I like really understand it? No. So it's, yeah, it's a, another kind of takeaway to, you know what, this stuff is available for a reason. This is important to maybe realize and give you, I keep talking about mental clarity, but the more preparation and the more understanding this stuff, it does provide me with more clarity in the role and the job and the big pick, the macro and the micro day to day and month to month, quarter to quarter and 12 months in advance. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for your uh, guidance and wisdom. Old yoga. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go down, we'll go down the rabbit hole on that in another while, I think, um, because there's, there's elaboration on corporate narrative and product roadmap and we'll go, we'll talk about that another day. Um, but I think it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Now that you've come back, from annual leave be cool to get into well what's gone well you've told us a bit of a struggle this week uh coming back from annual leave but uh yeah surely it's not been all doom and gloom yeah um well, it's not all good doom and gloom what's gone well is um i've just i've just realized how prepared and how like how how much more advanced i've been getting week on week month on month um even as recently as like the last couple of days when I listened, I listened back to the first couple of episodes of this podcast and I was like, insane. Like you can just hear the difference in my kind of curiosity, the way I'm thinking, <laughs> even listening back. I was like, well, shit, I'm not as good. I wasn't listening as much as I thought I was. Um, but it's like, it, it, there's a big light bulb moment in my head at the moment. And the personality test that we did, we'll get that in a second. I have a realization right now that, this, the, my personality and the way that I've kind of answered them questions is in the process of evolving. Like my actual, the way I think, the way I'm acting, the way I'm really understanding yeah. my personal life, my professional life, that's in a big transition phase right now from the coaching I'm getting, from the training I'm mm-hmm. getting, from my personal development. Um, and that was a big, regardless of the small things that have been going well over the last couple of weeks, that's a huge like realization moment for me going on holidays, coming back and realizing how good I've been like preparing and just getting myself ready for the role week on week, day on day, making sure that everything was put in place. So then whenever it wasn't in place, it's very noticeable. Yeah. So the negative really relates to the positive of me going, Hey, whoa, well, listen, I was doing quite well there. Like, let's get back into that. Like that was a bit of a, a unicorn week, came back from Hawaii. <laughs> it's not going to happen every week, but I was like, Shit, like this, I've been doing quite well, preparing, doing my little 45 minutes in the evening, reading books, getting content in, making sure that my questioning is getting a little bit better. Um, but the whole the whole lot of it is just the transition of me as a sales professional and as uh, kind of my personal curiosities and learning. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the personality test, very, very revealing. Of uh, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> these people know me too well. The self the self awareness you have is, is is phenomenal. I mean, when I was your age, because I am a couple of years your senior, you know, looking mm. and seeing if we're getting any grades here, not quite, <laughs> but I'm sure they'll come. Um, yeah, the self awareness you have, man. I mean, it's there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, like we were saying about when we talked about personality test last week, I'm a big believer in you have to know yourself in order to understand what makes you tick and therefore what's the best way for me to improve? Cause I think we can all improve, we can all get better. Um, but you have to start at that point of, okay, here's how I am. Here's what I'm good at. Here are my work ons. 
And these are just no-nos, you know, these are my trigger points and just <laughs> being conscious of that. But um, yeah. let's, let's talk about that. So you've done the personality test. Well, are you an extrovert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yes, I think I'm a, I'm a assertive entertainer which means I'm an outgoing entertainer because I think there is an introverted version. Um, yeah. But yeah, a sort of entertainer. And uh, so I read over the points of this after um, listening to the couple of episodes and listening, obviously I listen to my phone call sometimes, but even speaking to you, it's, a, it's as reflective as listening. And um, it's it, the, the most interesting part for me was like they mirror the mood around them. It was like, I just looked at the career side because of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and if somebody is in a really party mood, the, the uh, people in my personality will like continue in that mood. If somebody is a little bit sad, they'll be empathetic. If somebody needs a little bit of advice, I'll give advice. If somebody needs you to shut up and just like be there beside them, I'm able to do that as well. Um, yeah, and it, obviously sales career was, uh, was one that is a m- mirroring being one of the topics, obviously. Sure. It, it's, it's a very good, um, good career to be in. Shout out uh, to our friend Chris Voss. <laughs> shout out to our friend Chris Voss. We'll get to you eventually, Chris. Uh, but it also gave me a little bit of food for thought because it's, it's a fairly lengthy report you get out. So I picked and chose and read a few things. Um, but also gave me a little bit of reflection on when, whenever he on phone calls, on this podcast, and I've really tried to focus today. Um, but the last couple of episodes, even listening, I think I'm always getting ready for my next question. Like I'm listening to what you're saying, listening to what a prospect's saying, listening to what a manager's saying, and I'm like listening, 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 listening. And I'm getting ready for the next thing that's coming out of my mouth. Sure. So it's a bit, um, yeah, it's a bit of more of a, I don't know, it was just a, a, a good good light bulb uh, a good light to be shone on my personality along with the lights that you're shining on the different types of people that I should have around me, the light on maybe the type of things I should be focusing on in my career. It's just a light on, Hey, this is type things that usually do work for people like yourself. Oh, the world's not black and white. It's a, it's a kaleidoscope of color, my friend. Um, look, while you were chatting there, I was doing the thing you were saying uh, not to be doing, <laughs> preparing for the next question. But what I did was, and I'll talk to you about it now is I pulled up, the entertainer and I went straight to the strengths and weaknesses. Um, and I think that's interesting because I can see these traits in you having known you for whatever, 10 years now or so, probably at this stage, uh, you know, aesthetics and showmanship, you know, really going all out, you know, you did, did your work in the gym. You really had pride in your body, you know, always been out there on the rugby pitch. Um, but also observant, practical definitely traits i've seen in you over the years and excellent people skills right that's why we that's why we clicked right we've always had this ability just to chat to anyone as a uh, previous tinder exploits would <laughs> would uh, would attest to um but the weaknesses are interesting because if i go down the weaknesses um i think some of the some of the bullets here kind of again, show your strong self-awareness because you've mentioned some of these, you know, Mm. and then we got to try and marry these up with your ambitions in your sales career. So again, this is not something we've planned, but I'm going to throw you some curveballs 
There uh, we go. You know. I, by the way, if I like disconnect, it's not because I'm upset. It's because I've got a four percent and eight minutes remaining on my battery. But <laughs> we love. I think we'll get through it. Don't worry. He might be upset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, hit me with it. So we've got three bullet points for you here, right? Which may not stand to a strong sales career. Easily bored. Poor long-term planners. Unfocused. What do you say to that? Oh, we have momentarily lost the guy. Told you he'd get upset. Let's, uh, let's give him a second and he'll be back. This thing's still on. Right, you can hear me great, yeah? Yeah, you're good. Hasn't gone weird. Perfect. So repeat, do that again because I can't remember even what they were. So we were saying easily bored, poor long-term planners, and unfocused how do you how do you address that so that's um that's something that i've actually been trying to focus on <laughs> recently uh, and only the last couple of months because i would always go into i don't know go into conversations about making sure i'm oh, i'm an unorganized person oh i'm just not very organized and like there was a, a moment like i think it was like two and a half three months ago i was like oh, well, why am I just going to be continuing to say I'm an unorganized person in two to three years' time? Or am I actually going to do something about it now? I'm 29 years old. I've been working in a kind of office sales job for three and a half years. Um, I'm doing myself a disservice by not being organized. You can't really fly by the seam of your pants too far into a sales career. <laughs> you can kind of do it for a little while and see what happens. Um, and I, just to be very clear, I wasn't unorganized completely. wasn't as organized as I'd like to be. I wasn't like doing that extra 45 minutes of preparation before a day. I wasn't making sure that I was still using a cal- Google calendar, making sure my day was organized in that sense. Yeah, but that's sure. only 10% of the way. Um, poor planner. Yeah, definitely. Long-term planner, isn't it? The, yeah, the one poor was, long-term planner. Poor long-term yeah. planner. So still that's something that I'm trying to focus on with you by looking at that 12-month period of getting coaching and getting assistance, asking for that help. Um, lack of focus. I have moments, so I have waves. If I'm focused, you, you can't come near me, you can't touch me, I am focused. I'm dialed in and I will hit all the numbers you want me to hit. And if I'm distracted, I'm booked. So I'm, I'm now like, if I'm in in the morning, I refuse to interact. I tell people when I first meet them. First meet them, I give them a little bit of time. But from like 7 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., I am bang. No, nobody's coming near me. Blinkers are on. I'm getting through my work day. I'm more focused in the morning. So I'm starting to focus more on making sure that I'm getting a huge volume of my work done up until 1 p.m. After 1 p.m., I'm doing, I'm better. I've learned over the last few months from looking at this myself that I'm better at learning in the evening afternoon evening time and I'm better at working in the morning so get in early start my day at 7 a.m by like after lunch I should have the volume of my calls and my meetings booked um then I can like go into maybe some learning maybe some long-term development making sure that I'm putting things in the right way so yeah I I completely agree with that and that's what I mean when I say oh I'm in a transition phase because some of these things are like some of the questions I'm answering, I'm like, oh, well, I have been, I am, but I'm hoping mm. not to be, you know what I mean? I'm trying, I'm like in the process of moving uh, in the right direction. So yeah. What was the other one again? Focused, long-term planning and. And easily bored. <laughs> easily, 100%, 100% easily bored. Um, 
I need to be completely, I need to be like mentally stimulated by what I'm doing, but I can create that myself. So as long as I'm doing something that interests me in selling or working for a company that I really am interested in and it's constantly evolving and constantly changing. Yeah. If I'm working for a very stagnant product, I'm not going to work there for very long because I will move on. Um, I, I need to be challenged and entertained and, I think these things will be assets to me when I improve on them because my strengths are on the other side, things that will help me accelerate in my sales career. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the point of all these tests is not to tell you there's where you are. You're stuck in the mud. That's you. These are traits that many similar people who answered the questions similar way to you are likely to behave. You know what I mean? So these are the, similar traits you have it doesn't mean you're stuck yeah. in that way so i think it's con- it's like it's like saying you have a preference for kicking the ball with one foot but it doesn't mean you can't use the other one it just means it requires a bit more effort right um and and that's kind of the way with these tests so it's always good to stress that just because you're 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 tired with one brush doesn't mean we can't we can't tire you with another one yeah yeah but it's also it's fairly accurate. Like it's not like completely inaccurate. It's not completely like, Oh, this is a very rough template of what is possible. No, these things are pretty accurate. Like I do lack focus. I do get bored quite easily. And long-term planning has always been a little bit of an issue for me. Hence I keep moving countries every couple of years, (laughs) (laughs) but these are all skills that I'm helping. I'm hoping to hone in for as an SDR, but also in my personal, personal professional as well. Let's talk about your weaknesses. My weaknesses. Yeah, what's your weaknesses? Well, I wasn't going to do the test again. Um, But because we had the two weeks off, I said, okay, well, you know what? I might as well go run the test again and just be sure that it was accurate. Because it's been about, it's been about two years since I've done it. Um, And what I found actually is I, my personality type had changed and it had changed back to the one I had when I first did the test, so I've done this test three times. So I did it once and I got a result. I did it twice, two years later, or the second time, two years later, got a different result. And now I've done it another two years later and I'm back to my original, my original, original profile with the exception that as we predicted, I'm no longer an introvert. I'm officially an extrovert now. So mildly just over the, the halfway <laughs> mark, but uh, I'm coming out of my shell, Luke. Nice. You're a podcaster, bro. Yeah. You'll have to get some podcast swag to promote the fact that you're a bit of an extrovert now. That's it. Yeah, these um, intra- like So you, you kind of read out the weaknesses of maybe the the test, the test results weaknesses for me. And I kind of spoke about things that I do associate with. Um, like... So your personality type, what is that this time? So, yeah, so I've gone back to being what's called the console. And basically, this is what they describe as somebody who'd be very good in a teaching role, which is funny, right? Because I'm in an educational style role where my job is to help salespeople. So it's funny in that respect that I've grown into that role, Um, having been a different personality and, and my previous role to this was in consultative selling, right? Like literally as a consultant. So moving to this um, where I'm now helping people seems to align more. 
to my personality trait. And some of the some of the things here that are quite interesting, and maybe you'll tell me these are right or wrong, but in terms of strengths, it says look, practical skills are very strong, big sense of duty, very loyal, uh, and good at making connections or building relationships. That's what they're saying the strengths are. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. And um, it's so like so you're basically categorized as a teaching role of helping out and you're working in enablement which is massive but if you think about the smaller just this podcast you're helping teach me in different ways and I'm struggling with maybe focus long-term planning uh, and like just being a better kind of improving on the skills that you are very good at which is uh it's an interesting test man 16 16 personalities I'd recommend it um yeah. you're definitely loyal man you you're massively loyal. Like you, you could, you'd help me morning, noon, and night if I needed a little bit of assistance in anything. Even the fact that you've kind of jumped the gauntlet and said, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give you a little bit of a hand throughout the last couple of years of my sales career, give me lots of advice and tips, and then jumping on and even recording this podcast with me." Um, that's a sense of loyalty of just sticking with me, and <laughs> may not always be uh, an immediate success, <laughs> but you're you have that long term planning, and you can maybe see. Uh, into the future a little bit better than I can with my limited uh, limited skills um, as per the test. Maybe someday it, I'll be your personality, the console. You never maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. I'd hope so. I'd hope we'd all we'd all get into a, a passing the elevator back down or, you know, throwing the hand down and helping someone else back up. I mean, that's why we get into it. But what's interesting here is the weaknesses on my personality because – it's some of, some of them are almost counterproductive to the strengths as well. You know, often mm. they say your strengths show your weaknesses as well. Um, and it says here, you know, can be too selfless at times, you know, and maybe, maybe that is a weakness, you know, putting others always ahead of yourself and, and how much and how sustainable is that? Looking at being vulnerable to criticism, you know, you've got to be open to feedback if you're going to grow. <laughs> so that's a, you know, that's a misnomer uh, as such. But one, the one that I almost, I don't believe I have, or at least I work really hard on, is reluctant to innovate. Um, that's an interesting one, right? Almost set in your ways, because I'm, I'm always trying, I find anyway, to push the boat a bit on new mediums and new ways of sharing, learning, of catering for different learning styles and working with people on their terms and so that's an interesting one um but but maybe uh maybe that applies to other areas of my life right and not not in this uh this professional one right yeah yeah they get more vague i think different personality your person your negatives are very a little bit vague in not like lack of long-term planning is very clear um, reluctance to innovate is a little bit like, huh, what, 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 what could that be? Um, is that like developing yourself? Is that like creating new things, creating new ideas, um, new training programs? Because if it's that side, yeah, you do that a lot. I don't know. Is there another side of <clears throat> personal innovation? But you do seem to like always be growing and developing. So it's not going to be 100% accurate either. You could be out in the middle of two different personalities. Um, and yeah. <laughs> what you're chatting about different training styles and teaching styles um this is like kind of we're tail ending this episode now uh but 
I would like to understand like different techniques and styles you've come up with to coach and train people a little bit more and uh maybe next week kind of brush over it um because i'm really interested in different ways of learning and if you're interested in different ways of teaching um i guess we could maybe test some of them out and you can teach me in your in, t- t- do some innovation come on we'll yeah. uh, we'll test you out and see if you <laughs> see if you want to innovate or not and try should, I, should I be stuff. worried that I feel uncomfortable right now? <laughs> there we go. And this is me. <laughs> Falling into type. No, but look, before look, we talk about that another time, but even just simply what you were talking about before, about how you like to block those three hours in your morning because you know you're going to beef through the bulk of your work and you learn in the afternoon. That alone mm. is a learning style. I mean, there's one there's one study, uh, another test we can do, which looks at the different chronotypes. Now, that's a highfalutin word, but we've all heard of, you know, um, night owls and morning larks. Um, you know, these, they put them into these two birds. But there's a third category as well, which they just call the third bird, um, basically. So there's basically three types of time. And we were chatting about this before, you know, why there's morning people, why there's evening people. But uh, looking at your learning style um, and doing the chronotype test can tell you very simply, not that you can't work in the morning or that you only work at night. It instead can tell you what types of work you're best doing, depending on the time of the day. So some people will be better at doing, like you said, administration, you know, getting through emails a certain type of the day. Other times of the day, they'd be better for doing analytical things, you know, crunching numbers, trying to figure out strategy, negotiating a deal. And then there's other types of the day where you're better being creative or maybe better, um, maybe, maybe better doing something analytical, you know? So that's quite interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> I just brushed it. Oh, sorry, coughing. But I just brushed, um, brushed over that recently, like the last few months of realizing, hey, listen, if I'm like, if I'm trying to do anything after lunch, it's just not happening. Regardless of what I, I thought it was my lunch and then changed my lunch to smoothies and I realized, oh no, it's actually the time of the day. We all blame <laughs> the, the lunch giving us luck. It's actually you sometimes the, the time of the day it is, it's 2 p.m., three hours left of the day. You already got one eye on going for that walk or going for a little bit of a run or gym or just going to watch YouTube or a TV show after work. And you're immediately, your mind's there. Whereas if you're like focusing on, well, I find anyway, I'm focusing on learning something, doing some training videos. I'm a little bit more engaged in them in the afternoon and then the morning time. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Like different people as well want to focus on things at different times of the day. I want to be on the phone at 7 a.m. That is when I am up and running. I am like ready to go. Uh, and then I'm working in a different time zone to where I'm living. So it's very easy for me to call people at 10 a.m. their time. So it's handy enough. Um, but yeah, what's that called again? Is that the test? Uh, I need to think up the name of the test and we'll, we'll, we'll link it somewhere, but it's uh, basically it's about your chronotype. So I'm sure if you search uh, into hmm. Google, Dr. Google uh, chronotype yes. test, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll find it there. It's mental. No matter how far away you get from science, it always comes back to it. Isn't it? The science to sales. It's like there's no, there's a science to the time of the day, science to even the personality type. That's a bit of psychology. Um, there's just a, you can relate it all back to a science. And if maybe we can unpack the science and understand 
the method, um, understand the the kind of the, the test subject of Luke, and uh, see what results we get. Like it is like I'm a test tube here, and we'll um, we'll find out how, how successful the test is. We we'll get our biograph out, but like if you can break it down to a science and really, really, really like focus on what methods work and what don't, surely it's transferable to any person anywhere. So. But that's it. I mean, like we talk about your one year plan, your 12 month plan to get to being AE. I mean, that itself has a formula. We just need to crack the code in terms of what are the different pieces that we put together on that journey. You know, what are those milestones to shine you in the best light, show you're hitting target, show you're ready for that next step in terms of skills and learning, um, and then ultimately understanding the process. So, what is the the formal process in your organization for getting promotion uh, and mm. who are the people involved in that decision-making, right? And, and, and uh, do you have those right relationships? And there's a couple of things there. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that the next day, you know, how do we get that promotion? What do we need yeah. to do? Because it isn't as simple as, yeah, I'll put my head down, do the work and be recognized because it's not that easy. And uh, like, I know what I'm, taken away from this um and maybe it's easier for me as you always mention um i'm very i am very self-aware and it's not it's feeling all it's very easy for you to look at it's not really it's just i've a big family seven brothers and sisters i'm used to it i've just been grown up like i've just grown up and being very aware of where i am what i'm doing how i'm doing it because you have seven other people telling you <laughs> you kind of you get a good idea um but yeah the focusing on I know it was just a silly test and that, um, but focusing on what are categorized as maybe some of my weaknesses, I'm going to focus on them because I, you can spend enough time focusing on your strengths and improving on them. And it's always a little bit easier, but focusing on, I can't remember. So focusing on the long-term planning, focusing on not being, not getting too bored, making sure I'm constantly engaged um, and focus on, is it focused or focus on being focused? It's long-term planning. It's, getting bored a little bit easy um and the third one which is mental that i can't remember that being unfocused <laughs> is it being unfocused it is yeah oh yeah well i remembered it then um and just come up with a little bit of a strategy between myself yourself a few other people in my life outside of this and uh see how that's going to help me get to my goals um my long-term goals that i'm setting for myself so i mean, my usp for today will be identify what are your categorized as your weaknesses and see how you can improve on them. Yeah. I think for me, for me and for the audience, I think if I can recommend the USP for people out of this one, it's going to be know thyself. You know, it all starts from knowing what makes you tick, knowing how you learn, knowing what you like doing and knowing your own personality. That's the starting point for moving and getting what you want. Um, and once you know what you want, then you can put a plan in place. So I think start with just doing a couple of these simple tests. They're all free. Not to put you in a box, but just to help you question yourself and think about, am I the way this test is telling me? And from there, you can say, yes, okay, what next? Or you know what, actually, I'm not quite like that. I'm somewhat like this, but I'm more like this. And starting that thinking process opens up 
um, opens up a door that you, you'll inevitably walk through and never be able to go back. Uh, and that's about growing. Uh, and I, that's my USB. I'd recommend that. 100%. And if you're like identifying a weakness or identifying something you need a little bit of work on or improvables, when we call them improvables rather than weaknesses because weaknesses are a little bit negative. The work on um, Like email them in if you want a little bit of advice from Felix um, or you want me to just, you can use me as your vessel to ask him questions. Um, but again, it's two guys, one USP at gmail.com. So it's the number two and the number one, two guys, one USP at gmail.com. Uh, any questions? And we're going to probably record about four episodes before we put them out. So maybe fifth or sixth episode, you may start hearing some of them kind of back and forth or questions that you've sent us in over the last couple of episodes. Yeah, we'll start, we'll start getting a, a Q&A round opened up. And, uh, you know, if you've got questions for Luke as well, I mean, I, I can I can share my experience, but I'm not doing the job today. So I'm, if you've got questions for Luke, if you want me to, you know, dig into the shit calls he's having or the day he has a freak out at the manager or, you know, the big win he gets, you know, let's have a chat about that. Um, yeah, throw a few questions. I'm sure he'll happily share you know, what's gone well, what could have been better, um, and what's gone horribly wrong. Oh, yeah. Always. Very good. All right, guys. Well, look, with that, what I'll say is give us a like because we're likable. Share it because this is all about sharing knowledge with other people, getting the word out there and seeing if we can help just one more salesperson. So share it. And, uh, yeah, give us a review, a good review. Um, because it helps us grow. <laughs> Make <laughs> sure I'm not getting, helps us grow. And then making sure that I'm uh, not getting bored because, you know, that's one of my <laughs> negative traits. So if you're giving us comments, sending us emails, keeping us on our toes, uh, just reduces that risk of boredom from Luke. And then Felix will be here by himself talking at a wall. Look, I do it because I'm selfish, right? <laughs> but look, help me keep this guy focused um, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you again. Ciao.